0: Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Coffee with Council. I'm Brad Hull. I'm here with Caitlin Brainerd.
1: Good morning.
0: Uh, Kevin is in Mexico this week, so he doesn't get to partake with us, unfortunately. I'm sure he's very upset. The topic for today is a very hot one, and it's you know anytime there's a topic that really touches on sports and the law, catches our attention, and this is definitely one of those. So, I'm sure anyone listening to this has probably heard about the, the situation with the Alabama player Brandon Miller. But I want to go through we, that's what we're going to talk about before we get into it too far. I want to just kind of go through the facts. Some of these are undisputed, and some of them we, we're not sure about yet. So, the undisputed facts start with the fact that Darius Miles and another kid who was not on the team. Darius Miles was on the Alabama team. Another kid who was not on the team ended up in a shootout where they had, they ended up in a shootout where a woman died. Uh, The woman was a mother to a five-year-old, and it was an incredibly tragic situation that that happened. Now, the facts from there start to get more convoluted, of course, as they always do. So, Miles gave a gun to the other guy. His name was Davis. I don't even remember his first name, but his last name was Davis. So Miles gives a gun to Davis, and that's where we start pulling Brandon Miller into this because these two guys, Miles and Davis, have been arrested. They've been charged with murder. They had a preliminary hearing, which in Alabama—I've done a little research on this, and it looks like in Alabama the way they typically handle these felonies is when you're charged— you can request a probable cause hearing and, or a preliminary hearing, and that's where they determine if there's probable cause, and if they do determine that, then it goes to a grand jury to decide whether there's going to be an indictment or not. At this probable cause preliminary hearing, there starts to be testimony that includes the name of Brandon Miller, and that's important because Brandon Miller is a probably a top-five draft pick. and. Um, kind of considered to be the best player on Alabama's team, and Alabama's team is the top five team in the country. So that's getting everyone's attention. And the way Brandon Miller gets pulled into this is apparently he drove the gun to the location where Miles got it and then gave it to Davis. But it's it's really not that simple, and that's certainly something that he's wanting to bring up at this point because when you just say that, it sounds horrible. it may not be quite that bad. So here's kind of the timeline as his attorney laid it out. His attorney says that after the game that night, Miller gave Miles a ride to a nightclub. Miller did not go with him to the nightclub. He went to a restaurant. Miles had a gun that he had put in the car. Miller is at least claiming he didn't know that gun was in there. A couple hours later, around midnight, Miles sends a message to Miller asking if he could pick him up so they could go somewhere else. Uh, Miller said he would. About an hour later, he meets up with Miles at the location that would unfortunately turn into a shootout. Miles got the gun out of the car. And, um, and then basically a shootout ensued. Miller didn't really know what was going on, uh, is what his attorney says. The other thing that's very important here is that, um, on his way to get miles, Miller got a text from miles that said, bring my gun. So he knew before he got there that a fire, whether he knew or not before that time, he knew at that point there was a firearm in the car and he was taking it to Miles. The officer testified at the preliminary hearing, said he texted him uh, to bring his firearm. Brandon Miller's attorney said he texted him to bring him his firearm. One of the things that people were saying really implicated Miller was that his car may have been blocking the victim's car. Uh, His attorney says that there's video proof that he actually parked his car before the victim's car got there. So he wasn't blocking it. He was That's just where he parked. We haven't seen that video. I'm guessing his attorney is not brazen enough to just lie about something that he knows there's video about. Maybe he is. <laughs> we'll find out because I think the video will come out at some point. But I'm going to assume for right now that anything he's saying that there's video on is is pretty accurate because it would be really... Uh, questionable move on on a couple different fronts to, to just lie about what the video shows. Um, last thing here is that after it happened, the gunshots actually hit Brandon Miller's car. He quickly left the area, according to his attorney. And at, this was interesting to me. In the statement, he said, as soon as he was notified that someone had been injured and the police wished to speak with him, he has fully cooperated with law enforcement's investigation. So I don't know, I I guess he didn't make any sort of report of the shooting, and that may be the biggest indictment of him throughout this whole process, in my opinion.
1: Uh, You know, I don't know. I don't, I think just because you have knowledge of a crime doesn't necessarily mean that you should run out and report it. Like, you don't have a duty to go out there and you know, tattle on somebody else. Um, I totally agree with you. If he knew that there was people being shot, like, let me be clear here. I do not condone shooting people, okay? But also, I I don't think that he necessarily had an obligation to go tell them because the event itself was over. So what good was he going to do to mitigate his risk and his liability by telling the cops after? I mean, like maybe to save his image, but...
0: Well, and and I said the word indict, and that I didn't mean a criminal liability there. I don't think that that makes him criminal liable. Just for Um, the indictment. Well, I just mean that I think from a standpoint of what did he do wrong and what his liability should be, you know, when I've looked at the facts of this and I pulled up the Alabama code that I think would govern this as far as, like, accomplice liability – and it says that you can be held liable for behavior constituting a criminal defense or a criminal offense by another if, with intent to promote or assist the commission of an offense, you procure, induce, or cause the other person to commit the offense, or you aid and abet the other person in committing the offense, or you have a legal duty to prevent the commission of the offense and you fail to make an effort that is legally required. I think where any accomplice liability would come to him would be through the aiding and abetting. But I don't think there's any real evidence of an intent to promote or assist the commission of the offense.
1: Yeah, I totally agree with you. I think it's very important. Like if I were his attorney, I too would be you know, if my client, if this were truthful, we would be pushing the idea that just because someone had left a weapon in his vehicle and just because they asked for their weapon back doesn't mean that you should assume that it was for an immoral or an illegal purpose. Maybe the guy just wanted his gun back. And, you know, maybe maybe Brandon Miller didn't know that his friend was going to do something bad.
0: Well, and even if he, even if he knows that the gun may be used it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be used for a crime and you know it could be that brandon miller interpreted the text to mean i'm in trouble here somebody may be trying to commit a crime against me and and the the defendants are already talking about self-defense from what i've seen i don't think they're going to get very far with that but brandon miller doesn't know what's going on over there and you know he could reasonably interpret that as a, Hey, I need, I need this firearm to protect myself. Uh, So I I don't know that I don't see him getting criminal liability. And and in fact, I really think that he probably is getting the right punishment right now, which is the public. uh, Scorn. Yeah. The public embarrassment of it all, because, you know, it's like my, my, my wife so elegantly said, if you hang out with trash, you're going to smell like trash. And this is this is kind of the example of that he he was running around with the, with a crew that clearly he shouldn't have been running around with, and I think that reflects on Nate Oates too, the coach for Alabama. Um, it's his program. If any he should be catching a lot of heat, and, and I think he's starting to. Initially, is he, the he one, wasn't getting it.
1: Is he the one who said we've handled this perfectly? Like, couldn't couldn't make any <laughs> what? notes.
0: I don't know that he said it quite that extreme. (laughs) I don't like Nate Oates, but I won't (laughs) go that that far. I won't go that far. But he did say – he did initially say we knew about it and, you know, we can't control everything they do outside of practice and wrong place, wrong time. It sounded awful. So bad that even he – went back and gave a clarification, which was really half-hearted, and I can tell you I was reading something earlier where the victim's family, they didn't care much for, for either statement, and uh, the, the fact that they didn't get ahead of it is just shocking to me, and it, it suggests to me that they hoped it would just go away. Maybe that this preliminary hearing is not required. You have to actually request it. So maybe they hoped that that wouldn't happen. Maybe they hoped that if it did happen, nobody would mention Brandon Miller. But if they knew about it, they should have done something sooner for, for the sake of everyone involved. They could have yeah. helped protect Brandon Miller a lot by by being on top of it and getting out ahead of it with something like the lawyer has put out. If that comes out beforehand, then I don't know that it's near as big of a bombshell as the half statements and facts that we get in a hearing that everybody, of course, latches onto, and and then to just basically act like Brandon Miller had nothing, had done nothing wrong at all, um, it is questionable to me because I do think that he made some bad decisions that night. To me, the most the most notable from the undisputed facts is that he didn't go straight to the police after he knew there was a shooting. Whether he knew someone got shot or not, he knew there was a shooting. He knew that was that was a bad deal, and that he was involved in it. That was that was incredibly. Uh,
1: Silly! It didn't look I, good. I was
0: trying to find another word than stupid, but that's a stupid it, thing to do when you're in that situation. And and he's young. He's not an older guy. You know, he's 18, yeah, he's 19 like in his old.
1: Oh wow, I thought he was in his 20s.
0: No, he's a freshman. I so I get the mistake, and I don't think he should be put under criminal liability for it. And I and I would honestly probably cut him a break for it. I, I mean, I would make fun of him probably because I'm an Arkansas fan, and that's just <laughs> you know I couldn't help myself, but. I, I, morally, I could cut a break for a kid who, who uh, put himself in the wrong, pl- who did put himself in the wrong place at the wrong time. If that's all that happened, you got to go report it and you need to learn that lesson. And that's where we're just not seeing any of that from Alabama's coaching staff or the players. It makes me wonder if they're more concerned about his actual liability than what we've seen, or if they're really just mishandling it that much
1: see i disagree with you on how he should have handled like the police report i understand why he didn't because going and reporting it to the police is essentially i well i would take it as it looks like an admission of guilt an admission of involvement in the criminal case and um you know for accomplice liability i think the important thing if you want to get off the hook for being an accomplice you have to go take those actions before anything has happened After it's all happened, I mean, I think as far as making smart criminal case decisions goes, you probably shouldn't try to own up to anything, even if you were just happen to be there because it looks bad. From, like, a public standpoint and a civil standpoint, going and making that report is obviously the thing that you need to do. Like, your reputation is going to be saved so much more if you are honest and straightforward with everyone, especially with, like, the what the NIL deals and stuff like that, I'm sure this is gonna kill his potential, like earning potential for a while. But so far I- it
0: seems like he's gonna avoid most of that based on what I've seen, but I I I think he's gonna get put through it for a while and then He's going pro, so he, he will be fine on NIL. Well, that was my next question. Money.
1: My next question is, is he going to get to keep playing this season?
0: He, yeah, I Has mean, it, it, it seems like it. Yeah, he had 40-something points the first game after the crowd oh. was chanting lock him up, and uh, nobody oh. on the court could. So he,
1: oh, he's, playing,
0: he's playing fine. Uh, he, did, he only had one assist, and he, I don't know if he had it in regulation. That game went to overtime. So basically, he's learned his lesson about about uh, assisting his teammates. But <laughs> <Sad>. <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry, I can't help <laughs> myself on it. I am a Razorback fan. No,
1: oh, Drake. Oh, my God. Drake wanted me to say something like that, too. But he did it even better. He did it even better.
0: But in all seriousness, um, I'm kind of surprised I haven't seen more comments about his draft stock going down what i have seen and maybe it's just good pr on his part is that his draft stock is not moving at all from this and and i think maybe you know i don't know the kid it sounds like he's a pretty good kid generally speaking and it probably was more of a wrong place wrong time bad decision by a young kid uh not wanting to be you know
1: a bad friend the, or a bad teammate. The bad or
0: friend or the 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 nerdy guy. You know, the try wanting to wanting to keep his image with the team and stuff like that. All those things that teenagers get caught up in. So I can understand all of that, uh, and that's why to me it goes back again to if I'm if I'm really going after somebody here for massive failures. Obviously, the kids who killed somebody or top of the list but Nate Nate Oates it's a real indictment of his program and I asked one of my friends who's an Alabama alum who I was giving a lot of crap about this too but I asked him what would Nick Saban do with this situation and he said well first of all Nick probably would already cut the kid but more importantly I don't think any of Nick's players would have ever done this they would have mm. known better. And now he may be wrong about that, but it it's, it just goes to the institutional control you have over your over your team that this happens and then and then becomes such a mess. You obviously can't control all of your players and you want to only recruit guys who are good character, high Sound. character guys. Yeah, and that's easier said than done. But when it happens, you know, it's it's the coach who has to Take care of it all, and just sweeping it under the rug blew up in their face massively. Um, and, and not taking any action against Brandon has blown up in their face massively. If they get on top of this from the beginning, maybe they maybe they do hold them out a couple of games, and they can say we're just there's this investigation going on right now. Brandon was kind of caught up in it. It's a tough time for him. And we just want to let everything die down. I think that's a much better response than what's happened. So
1: um, let me ask you this. Is he such an integral part of the team that cutting him off the – or you know, making him sit on the bench for a few games, is that going to kill Alabama's season? Is that the reason they're doing it, this?
0: It will, it will now because we're at the end of the year. And they're playing for a conference championship and a one seed and everything. It, it, it would now because – Because we're at the most important games. If they had Mm. done it in... um, I think this came up in like...
1: Yeah, it was months ago. Like December something? I want to say it
0: was end of December, early January. If they had done it then, it would have had very little effect. And and again, it wouldn't have been the bombshell that came out later. Um, So I, I just... I don't really agree with the way they handled it. I could probably sit here and think about all the reasons they did it the way they did and, and maybe it would make more sense to me if I thought it out, I'm not gonna do that. That's a But it actually it doesn't
1: that. it doesn't make any sense to me because that's a game and a person's life is involved. So maybe maybe they should sit him out. Maybe they shouldn't think about the end of the season.
0: I think that they needed to do something to show that they were not okay with him putting himself in that position and him associating with them with with and and maybe they didn't because you can't criticize him for associating with bad company when the bad company is on the team you know that makes it much harder to do yeah
1: that's a good point
0: if if alabama's position is and remains what it is right now it's basically he did nothing wrong and it was there, there's no reason to to punish him at all, um, you know. Nate Oates didn't even one thing that bothered me too is Nate Oates didn't even say I had a long talk with him about how stupid this was and how he's got to be you know put himself in a better position and and this should have been awake you know learn from this and don't be out running the streets at one thirty a.m. you know bringing a firearm to your buddy or anything like that. He he didn't say anything like that so. He just, wrong place, wrong time, and that's all there is to it. Didn't sit well with me or a lot of other folks or the victim's family from what I've seen. Yeah, and, I, uh, I think you're right. And I meant to talk about this earlier, but I'm going to kind of end on it. He, I don't think he's going to be held criminally liable. I don't think he's going to get charged with anything. And and here's here's what will be interesting. He's going to make a lot of money. Is he negligent? Is there a negligence case to be had against him and a a type of tort, maybe not negligence, maybe even an intentional tort that they could bring him in on for a civil charge down the road? And I don't know that I don't know that he's out of the woods yet on civil liability. And that will be interesting to see. That will probably not happen for years. They'll have a year or more to bring that claim, I'm guessing, under Alabama law. But if she wants to recover, her family wants to recover money from the people who caused her death, without a doubt, he is going to be the one who has the money to get, because he's about to go be an NBA and make millions of dollars. So I will be shocked if there is not at least discussions of a lawsuit against him in the civil court in the next year or two. Absolutely. And, and we'll find out whether at that point, whether anybody thinks that he had, you know, some sort of liability in it beyond the criminal standard. And I'm just, I'm I'm curious to see that. We'll find out on it. We don't know now. It's not going to happen anytime soon. I don't, I don't expect, Uh, I think for right now, he's just going to keep playing ball, getting booed, chance at him. And, and I don't know that that's inappropriate. I think he's probably needs to learn his lesson the hard way here. Yeah.
1: Maybe he should go play some ball in Europe. For a while before he comes back,
0: I can assure you that's not happening. We're recording this the day before Arkansas plays at Alabama. Uh, I would love for him to take at least one game off to clear his head, but <laughs> I don't. I don't think it's going to work out that way. All right. Um, anything else?
1: I don't think so. That that was it. <laughs> you hit this the civil stuff and the criminal stuff because we had talked. I'd talked to some other people about the civil thing too, so.
0: All right. Well, everybody have a good day and we'll sign off here.
1: Bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.